Marketing and selling is essential in your online business. And when you have the right strategies and mindset, you not only can make a lot of money, but you can change a lot of lives. Welcome to the Online Marketing Podcast, where we help course creators, membership owners, and coaches market and sell their offers. We're your hosts, Paul and Melissa Pruitt. Let's dive in and get started. Welcome to the Mastermind Series, where you get to experience Paul and Melissa and their mastermind brainstorming and sharing different ideas on marketing and sales. So we're going to hop over now to Dr. Sean. Good to see you again, Paul. Conversations with you have always been very enlightening. I'm always trying to take many notes. But my, my question is, I'm still trying to figure out how to create my membership, if that makes sense. What I want to do is I want to help leadership develop conflict management strategies. And at first, my problem was, is I wanted to go into emotional intelligence and I found it was so muddy because so many people have such a different interpretation of what that is, Mm -hmm. that it it was not helping my case at all. So through the advice of a friend of mine, he said, focus on conflict because conflict is a hot topic. Conflict is, is still something that is, that you can integrate elements from EQ, elements from communication, elements from personality, which are all things that I want to do. But I find myself back at the drawing board, you know, now with the conflict theme, okay, how do I, how do I build a membership around that concept? Because so many people can come in at different skill levels or different ability levels of managing conflict, of of being able to have that interpersonal communication. Mm -hmm. I still think that there's a lot of value in, in developing a membership and I, I can't, I mean, I'm so dedicated to doing a membership if it kills me, (laughs) but I just want to make sure I do it right too, you know, but I feel like I've been, I've been sitting here, this, you know, kind of this waffling back and forth and I, and I feel like I need to do something, but trying to figure out how can I get this set up? How can I at least get initial groundwork going? And and I, and I totally understand I'm going to have to adjust. I'm going to have to make pivots in there as people use certain words or certain themes come out that are, that are going to be more necessary, you know, rather than what's in between my ears. I understand that where I'm trying to go at is, is just getting that initial, to use your word, wireframe put Mm -hmm. together. So that way I can get that momentum started. Yeah. Well, Heather has her hand raised. So we'll go with Heather first. Thanks for the question. So just a clarifying question, when you're talking about serving in this area of conflict, are you targeting individuals? Are you targeting HR directors? Are you targeting B2B companies? Because that matters. Looking at leadership, small to medium-sized businesses, they're developing a teamwork model ultimately, like, you know, the with the C-suite or with the management team kind of that structure. If it was a small business and we're looking at the boss and all the employees at dental office, chiropractic office, something like that, where the whole team is 10 people, then maybe the the whole office. But if it were talking medium-sized business, I'd want to keep it to no more than 12. Like Patrick Lencioni, you know, if you're familiar with his stuff, any more than 12 and you have a group, you don't have a team. And so I I really want to have a focus on the team size. Mm. Okay, so your membership is going to be for the members of a leadership team within the organizations? It, it could be, yeah. Maybe I, I need to get a little clearer on, on how that, that gets structured. But for conflict to exist, there's got to be two parties, two or more. And so that's where I'm trying to sit there and figure out, okay, if we're dealing with conflict, where is it going to have the most impact? And within an organization, that's at the top. Now, can I do one-on-one coaching with an individual to help them develop specific modalities and specific approaches? Absolutely. But that's that's an aside. When I'm, when I'm talking about the membership, I want to take that to more of a group type setting 
with the intention of maybe I might even be able to develop some some training and coaching opportunities as they see the value of it, uh, if that makes sense? It, it does. I think I might need to ask my question in a different way. Who is putting their credit card number in to buy this membership? And that's that's probably the bigger question that I need to answer because if I my my initial gut response right out of the beginning is is the business owner you know the the president the CEO the person that's leading the team would be yes that that's who I would initially respond to but I would say as a secondary anybody who wants to have improved abilities because it can also set you up to move up the corporate ladder the more you're able to deal with these kind of situations it can but those are two different people that you're talking to. And you have to have your messaging honed in one direction. And it doesn't mean you can't, I mean, look how many memberships Paul and Melissa run. It doesn't mean you can't do something else later that's targeted to to that different group, but you have to figure out first who it is you're serving exactly, who's buying, because you can't even frame your deliverables or frame your messaging to get people to the point they want the deliverables until you know exactly who that is. No, great point. And that's going to carry you through from the beginning through to the end. That's going to help you with the messaging, the copywriting. That's going to help you with identifying the audience to target to begin with. That's going to help you with understanding how to create the offer. Because when you don't have it honed in on who is, because if you think about it from a, from a peer-to-peer standpoint, like an employee in an environment that is entering into a conflict situation and is going on Google and searching for a solution for themselves, they're going to language things way differently because they're doing it from their own personal perspective and point of view. So they're going to also want languaging that's going to resonate with them as an employee that's going into a hostile situation or a work environment where they feel harassed or they feel discriminated against or like they're, they're dealing with in first person, right? Where somebody that's in a leadership role or that's in a different position is looking at it like, how do I create harmony within a work environment where I do have different personalities, different backgrounds, different belief systems? Like there's a different set of challenges that they have to create a ebb and flow in the environment. And how do they go through conflict resolution in a leadership role where they don't expose themselves or the company? Like, so their languaging, their solution, the offer is very, very different in that position. If I'm wrong, Heather, let me know. But I think that's also like complementing what what Heather's saying, because you're looking at a totally different, you know, from nuts to bolts from the beginning to the end. And if you don't have that clarity, then what will happen is you'll never know what how to build the course or the membership. Because if you don't even know who you're talking to or whose problem you're trying to solve, you know, because going to from a leadership standpoint, if that's the person that's investing to solve a problem, then you are talking more team building. You are talking more corporate structure and more corporate problem solving. Then if you're talking to the end user, they're again, first person, they're looking at it, you know, from a whole different lens. And that could, that could even be like, how do I approach a boss that is the conflict? <laughs> you, know? you know what I mean? Like, instead of like, I, I can't even get a raise, let alone like they, they talk down to me every day or something, you know, so there's a whole different narrative. Yeah. So I definitely think you'd have to, you have to figure out what, who this is not for so that you can get clarity on what it is you are delivering. And it doesn't mean later on you can't have ancillary or reposition it to the other people, but you won't even know what to deliver. You won't know what to offer. You won't know who to target. Like all that is just going to be all over because mm-hmm. what a lot of us do this to ourselves because our fear is that we're eliminating people or opportunity. And then what happens because we try to put everybody in the same bucket, we don't resonate with anybody mm-hmm. at all. 
I, I agree with what you're saying, and I, I think that's kind of you know part of the area where I've been struggling is is uh, not wanting to not include because I see the value you know across a broader audience, but I, you know I've just been you know. And, and to be clear, I do want it to be in a business environment. I mean, absolutely, my focus is on a business environment. So I probably should just focus on the CEO or the small business leader and be very, very clear on that. Would you recommend taking it down to even to say small businesses of 20 or, le- or fewer employees or deciding on medium-sized uh, organizations would you say that that additional level of clarity would be needed or because for me you know the the other aspect that you talked about when you talk about from an individual perspective to me that's that that sounds more like life coaching you know and and my my focus is is really from a business perspective so definitely know I want to do that but how far would be too far if, you know if I could just add that addendum to that question so you saw how they're shaking her head in agreement and everything as well. Again, a lot of us fear that a lot of our, all of our decisions are permanent. And it's not like we're on national news and we have Kim Kardashian's following where we say something and then like the entire world knows that it's on TV tonight that we took this position. So it's something like you can purposely strict, restrict it down so you can be very clear to who you're talking about, mm-hmm. put it in the market. And if all of a sudden you're like, you start talking to people like, well, I have 21 people. So I thought this wasn't for me. You know, you, you could then purposely just like loosen a piece here or there. But the whole idea though, is when we try to be all things to all people, we become Walmart or Amazon and it's all about price and it's all about becoming a commodity. And when you niche in and you specialize, that's when the price goes up. You know, that's when you're more clear. People know exactly what they're going for, what they're after. And that helps you positioning as well. So I would just say narrowing initially, it doesn't necessarily mean that your solution can't help other people, but what it is, is you want to use your marketing to be the, the circle in the middle of the bullseye. Because when you're very clear on that, what happens, you're gonna attract the other rings of people that are gonna be just slightly outside of what the bullseye is. But because you market to the bullseye, you're gonna get the peripheral people as well. And Doreen has her hand up. Yeah, I just wanted to share with Sean, you know, I think having those conversations with people that you know in the C-suite already, and the people that you think are are the people you want to be working with, and the people that you know you can positively impact, right? Ask them for feedback and start the conversation or post something on LinkedIn that you are thinking about this, and you'd like to have a dialogue with 10 people. And, you know, encourage people to reach out to you, you know, because their language is really going to help out. And I, and I agree with that. And the only thing is about LinkedIn, I've done that a little bit and I get other people that want to help like coaches or they want to help, you know, they're, they're like other people. That, and and yeah. so I, I need to be a little bit more directive. I love the idea though, and, and definitely need to pursue that. I just need to be a little more intentional. And exactly. Don't be afraid to, within the post state, I know the direction I'm heading and I'm looking for a little bit of feedback, but no coaching needed at this point in time. Kind of thing, you know, you'll find your words. Absolutely. And if any of those, real quick, if any of those people that do raise their hand like that and there are other coaches, you probably should be following them just to see what their messaging is because they might be further along and they might be more in tuned with how they're serving. 
and you're still going to bring your own flavor, your own attitude, your own outlook, your own experiences, even if they're in a similar type of field, you're going to have a totally different type of offer, but mm-hmm. they might've already been, they might have already done the research and fine tuned their messaging. And there's maybe some perspective that you can learn from that. That's actually one of the things I remember you saying was something about following other people. So I, that's part of the reason that they're, they're, they're a connection in LinkedIn is, you know, because I've heard others sit there and say, well, if they're coaches or they're doing this, then, then you don't want them there. But I was like, no, nah, I remember Paul saying, you know, you might learn something from those that are a little bit ahead of you. So I, I have been doing that. And if you develop relationships, they also down the line, if they are bigger thinkers, they could be the perfect JV relationships for you as well. Mm-hmm. When you think bigger you. versus smaller. So just keep that. And uh, Zalisa? Hi, Sean. So as a former HR executive, I will say, I this is just food for thought. I don't know if CEO is who you want to pitch it to because a lot of times they don't see the conflict amongst all the children. They think everybody's getting along really, really well, you know? And I wanted to say the HR folks, depending on what level they are, they may or may not have a lot of power as far as budgeting or something like what you're doing, I was going to suggest lawyer, a compliance officer, but it depends on where they are in position in the organization. Their livelihood is depending on the conflict, more conflict, the better. So they're not going to want to bring somebody like you in to help resolve some kind of conflict. It, it's really depending on how you have to look at how like the, the people's bread is buttered, so to speak. So my recommendation is, I know you have one person in mind right now that you want to do this training for. And this person is in an organization and I would just recommend doing this. Think of a a small workshop, not even a membership. I think that whole long-term commitment thing with the membership, honestly, is what drove me so long in this stuck place. Go out with a quick workshop, go out with an offering and see who bites. And from there, if they want to continue a relationship with you, that's when you know how to establish a membership. Okay, thank you. Sure. That's an excellent uh, point of view because when when you do a one-time offer, the buyer can see a fair exchange as far as, hey, you made this promise, this is what we're getting. I understand that exchange better than an ongoing relationship. And then naturally, whenever we all deliver our one-time offer, like whatever that is, there's natural tension that's created at the end of it that people still have a pain point that is now discovered based on you helping them out. So that will give you basically the secret sauce as far as what the offer should be of creating the membership side of it. Because they'll be like, oh, this was great, but we need help with blank now. <laughs> you know, Because you solve one problem and then creates new children <laughs> that you got to take care of. So, you know, you just, you just want to keep that in mind is there's a natural succession. When every problem gets solved, it opens up new opportunities on the back end of it. If you would like to work with us and our team to help you snap up more sales and incredible clients with a stellar marketing strategy that works, go to adaptivemembership.com and sign up for our wait list. We have a limited number of spots in our exclusive program to set you up for success and take action. We're waiting for you at adaptivemembership.com.